Hello, and welcome to the Yoga and Yum podcast. My name is Sybil Shelton Ford, certified health coach, registered yoga teacher, and your host. And I'm super happy that you're here. This is the place where we practice deep mindfulness, radical self-care, and living our lives on purpose so that we can experience all the yum in our lives. All right, let's hop into this episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited that you decided to tune in. And today, I wanted to discuss a topic that I get asked about a lot. Usually people ask me um, who know me personally. And I thought I would tell you about my vegan story. Like how it all began. (laughs) V-E-G-A-N, began. Okay, it was a joke, but yeah, I'm bad at it. (laughs) And anyway, so why did I become vegan? Was it for health? Was it for the animals? Like what was my big inspiration? What was my final decision? And I thought I would talk about it. A little bit of story time here. So I have played around with veganism probably since... Hmm. probably since I'm gonna say 2010 (laughs) somewhere in there but I didn't go vegan until 2016 so around 2010 maybe it was even 2008 I can't remember it was in the early 2000s I was really heavily into yoga communities and going on retreats and just experiencing different yoga places. Um, I was studying for my 500 hours, so I traveled a lot for my studies. And most of the places where I went, where I was residing, were in yoga ashrams of some sort. And so meals were included and they were always vegetarian at least like there was no meat ever and I always felt really great when I ate the food and I thought man I need to do this so I would go home and I would try it I was the only one eating that way I felt like I was cooking meals for everybody (laughs) like my three kids and the husband and then me and it it was exhausting so I would kind of fall off the wagon and start eating meat again I just wanted to try and played with a lot of stuff playing with going fully raw the wrong way (laughs) of course you can do every diet quote-unquote diet badly right you can do everything badly I did dabble around um, or dabble in uh, raw veganism, but did it wrong. I wasn't eating enough. I was eating too much fat. I felt terrible and really got hooked on desserts more than anything else. And I had to put that away and felt awful, was told I needed to eat beef for the iron. Of course, I ate it. It felt better, but I now know that I felt better because I was getting calories. <laughs> was not eating enough on the raw food diet. It's really challenging sometimes to eat enough. Um, But it wasn't until 2016 
that I made that final decision. So 13 years, no, 11 years before 2016, was it 2005, we got this amazing little puppy. His name was, he was a pistol. He had a long, great name. He was a a Yorkie and he was spirited. We got him. He was probably three months old. He was, oh my gosh, what a joyous spirit he was. His name was Sir Rufus Napoleon Snip. (laughs) That was his full title. We just called him Rufus. And, oh my gosh, that dog was just part of the family. He helped me raise my kids. He was there through some tough times. I had one of my children that became very, very ill, um, pretty much uh, nearly deathly ill, actually. I had to spend a lot of time in the hospital. Um, he kind of helped us. He kind of kept the spirit of the family going. And, oh gosh, he was the best dog on the freaking planet. He was super cute. He was funny. He was, he was just a joy. He was diagnosed with congestive heart failure about three years before his passing. And that was a tough year because that was the year my daughter got sick. That was the year my father died. That was the year the best man in our wedding died. And then he gets this diagnosis, which scares. I mean, it was just that was a rough year. And they didn't expect him to live very long. So I was so diligent on like medications and food and just all the things. I just stayed on top of it. But in 2016, he succumbed to that. And before he died, like I said, he was a funny little thing. He would just become interested in the most interesting things. So one of the things that he loved that year I planted this gorgeous tomato plant. It was an heirloom tomato plant. It had these beautiful yellow tomatoes that sort of looked like bells, and they tasted like candy. And I started it outside, and then I moved it to our three-season three season porch. It was um, a beautiful temperature. We got lots of sunlight, and I didn't have to worry about... <laughs> the squirrels and other things eating my beautiful tomatoes. But Rufus loved this stinking tomato plant. He would, I'd go water it and he'd follow me out there and he would bat at the leaves and kind of put his paws, (laughs) he was in a huge pot, put his paws up on the pot, like suck his nose in the pot. He was enamored with this plant. Well, the day he died really early. Um, the morning of September 16th, 2016. And I was coming home from the vet hospital. It had to be, I don't know, three in the morning. And I couldn't sleep. I, it was, I was a wreck. I mean, I was a wreck. <laughs> I was a wreck for a super long time afterwards. But I went, the plant was big and really needed to be watered every day. And it was a strong plant had lots of fruit and went out I went to go water the plant and when I went to water the plant 
this plant, and I kid you not, I never took a picture or anything, this plant fell, but it wasn't like it just fell. It was like all the life was sucked out of it, and it looked limp like it had never gotten water, like the leaves were dragging on the ground. It's almost like it split and fell. It was the leaves were hanging out of the pot. Everything was on the floor. It, it didn't tip over. So the pot didn't tip over. The plant, it was like it split and just dissolved. And I stood there because it had never done that. And I was like, oh my God, what's what's happening? Everything's dying. But then a voice said in the back of my head, it knows he's gone. And I'm like, oh my God. And I remember taking a breath and gathering the leaves. And I found like stakes to put in it to support it. Found a, um, like a, a gentle rope to kind of hold it together. And I talked to the plant and I said, I know. I know. And that's all I could, could say was I know. It watered it and walked away. Wait a few hours, went back to check on this plant. And that plant came back like it had never fallen. Like nothing had ever happened. It was back. It was like it mourned his passing. It was weird. And I will tell you, that plant, you know, gave us lots of fruit when it was done producing and the leaves start to turn brown because the plant kind of just kind of, you know, it, it dies. Um, it never fell again. It never did that again. Not in its life. It never did. In fact, I had to like, it was effort to get that plant out of the pot and break down the leaves for, you know, compost and that kind of thing. Break down the stalks and that. It never did that again. But in that second, when I heard the voice that said, it knows he's gone, it was like, if, if life recognizes life, in this plant recognized that he was gone. It's like the, it was weird. Cause when he, when he was gone, it was like the energy had been sucked out of the house and, and never really came back because my kids had all gone. They were living on their own. My youngest had gone to college. Um, so it was just my husband, myself, and this dog. And it's like, he took the life with him. And the plant knew it. That's what it felt like to me. And I'm like, if this is true, if that, if, if this animal, this dog, this being had that kind of life force that it affected, the plant could feel it, the plant freaking knew, then that is true about all animals and all sentient things. And I said, and if it's true about Rufus, then it's true about cows and pigs and fish and turkeys and all the things, all the meat that we tend to eat, right? That's how I felt. And I thought, if that's true, then I can't, I'm done. And I was done. Like that day, I, that I was done. And that, that was it. 
and I never look back and I have no regrets and I am not dying of protein deficiency. <laughs> All vegans kind of have that, you know, we kind of poke at you about that um, and never regretted it. And yes, I, I've caught all kind of flack, like, you used to eat meat. Why won't you just have a piece of chicken? Is chicken really meat? Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> and, and chickens have their own energy. And chickens deserve their own life. So that is my feeling. Of course, people can eat what they want and do what they want. I don't judge. But that is my vegan story. So now you know. Peace. All right, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in. It really means a lot. If you feel so moved, please consider leaving a review or even better, please share this episode with someone that it could really help. For more, you can follow me on Instagram at Yoga and Yum with Sybil and on Facebook at As You Are Yoga and Yum. Until next time. Here's wishing you all the yum in life. Peace. Bye.